Hi, this is Yoshua Grenstein, uh, once again uh, calling uh, you from Halifax, Nova Scotia, and I wanted to share a small thought about Takiyas Shofar with you. We all know that the shofar blowing happens each Rosh Hashanah. We all look forward to the moment where the Chazan and the White Kittel takes the shofar, and we, of course, pray that our shofar blowings penetrate heaven, and ultimately we'll all be blessed with a wonderful year. But I would like to ask three brief questions on shofar blowing and hopefully answer them with one common foundation. The first question is a very obvious one. Any bystander would find it very primitive of the Jewish nation to actually pick the shofar as our instrument to actually sound before Kaddish Baruch Hu on this day. We have such a beautiful davening, beautiful literature we can use, and instead we take the most primitive thing in the world that any trumpet player could probably blow, and that's, I would say, the cornerstone of the service. Why is it that the shofar was chosen to be the most appropriate davening before God on this day? As the Gemara says in Meseches Rosh Hashanah, that God wants us to rule, that he, we should have him rule over us, hopefully have him remember us, and obviously have the shofarot of Mashiach. Then the Gemara asks, Bameh, how are we supposed to do it? And it says, Bishofar, with the shofar. The second question is a question that's a little more halachically based. As everybody knows, and anyone that would like to see the details of it, it's in Simon Tov Kuv Tzadik, Simon 590 in the Shulchan Aruch, in Arachayim, we find the halachas of shofar. And there's a very interesting halacha there. We have to ultimately sound a tekiah, a straight sound, and then a crying sound, either a shvarim or a trua or a shvarim terua together. Ultimately, the Shulchan Aruch brings the famous, famous suffolk in the Gemara, the famous doubt that we never come out of, and ultimately it's been decided we'll do all the variations. We'll do tekiah, shvarim tekiah, tekiah terua tekiah, and finally tekiah shvarim terua tekiah. Why is it that ultimately we decided to do them all? We could have just picked one, let's say the shvarim terua, which covers in many ways all bases, and ultimately that would have sufficed. Instead we do them all, and ultimately the most minimum way to fulfill the mitzvah is 30 blasts, three times tekiah shvarim tekiah, three times Tkiah Teruah and finally, three times Shvarim Teruah Anyway, to make a long story short, why did we decide to do all the variations? And finally, and most importantly, it seems that the Halacha says that the Tkiah on any, any side of the crying sound must be as long as the crying sound in the middle. As the Shulchan Aruch says in that particular simon, in Seif Gimel, in subdivision 3, we have to, for example, blow a tkiah, a straight sound. If it takes four seconds to blow a shvarim trua, that's how long the tkiah must be on either side of it. And if it takes two to three seconds to blow a shvarim, then that's how long the tkiah on either side of it has to be. So ultimately, the person that reads out the notes on Rosh Hashanah has to ensure to have some sort of a watch on him to make sure that you have a kosher one. Why is it so important to have this timetable? Why is it so important to stand up there with the watch and to ensure that indeed we make sure that all the tekios are indeed as long as the crying sound in the middle? In my opinion, all these questions come down to the following foundation. We in life have many things to fetch about. We have a lot of complaints, and that's expressed in the shvarim and in the trua. But there's different kinds of complaints. Some people have a shvarim, three very long sounds, that are penetrating. Everybody knows you're complaining. Everybody knows you're unhappy. But there's other people out there that keep it to themselves. 
And they often give you small little hints, maybe nine hints a year, that they're unhappy, they're in need of compassion, they're in need of therapy, they're in need of help. And ultimately, we have to ensure that these people are indeed not forgotten about, God forbid, and ultimately helped. And therefore, the tkiya on either sound has to be as long, because it's very easy to fetch. But you have to ensure that the solution, the tkiya before and the tkiya after, that straight sound that doesn't sound any kvetches in the middle, that has to be as long as the kvetch. It's very easy to complain. It's much harder to find a solution that will totally suffice for that complaint. And ultimately, that's our job at this holiday and this season of the year. And finally, and most importantly, we use the chauffeur. Not everyone is able to express their anguish in words. Not everyone is able to express it in literature. Ultimately, the most primitive way is to cry. And that's why, in the beginning of the Jewish year, we reach out to everyone and ensure that every single Jew out there has a right to kvetch, but more importantly, every Jew has a right to offer solutions. May we have a wonderful good year.